Well, good morning. I'm so glad to be with you this morning. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Krista, and I fill in from time to time here. So I chose this passage today in Ruth because of the faithfulness of the characters and the great faith they had in God. And Pastor Dave is preaching a sermon series on faithfulness, and the introduction to his series that he wrote really is a good preface for my sermon. So I'll read Dave's definition of faithfulness. Sorry, I didn't take off my mask there. Uh, We tend to use the word faith as if it is a commodity we possess. We store it in the privacy of our hearts or conceive of it as a list of precepts we can write in a book. Yet in the Bible, the word functions more like a verb than a noun. Faith is an act. It is something we live. Faith is a choice to be faithful. In today's passage, many of the characters exhibit this faith and it shows in their lives. So I will read from the book of Ruth, uh, chapter one. I've actually decided to read the whole chapter, so. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land and a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elamech, his wife's name Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malan and Kilian. They were Aphrodites from Bethlehem in Judea, and they went to Moab and lived there. Now Elamech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women, one named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about 10 years, both Malan and Kilian also died, and Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When she heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, Naomi and her daughter-in-laws prepared to return home from there. With her two daughter-in-laws, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-laws, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show kindness to you as you have shown to your dead and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters, it is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has gone out against me. At this they wept again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or in turn back from you. Where you go, I will go and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be 
buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if anything but death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the woman exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Lord Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabitess, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day and this time to worship you. We ask that you open our hearts and our minds to hear your voice, O oh Lord. Amen. The title of my sermon is Better Than Hallmark, which implies that today's passage in Ruth is better than the Hallmark Channel. For many of you people out there, you probably already think there are a lot of television shows better than Hallmark. Hallmark stories usually take place in an idyllic small town. They usually consist of boy meets girl, girl is with the wrong boy, one of their parents is usually deceased, which causes a bittersweet part of the plot. Many times there is a town festival at the end of the show in which the community comes together and all is well with the world. And of course, the pretty girl ends up with the right guy for her. Critics say it is pretty homogeneous in demographics, and this is true. However, in spite of its simplicity and basic storylines, and the same actors and actresses in the same movies over and over, I am still a Hallmark addict. <laughs> they are shows with happy endings, and they make me feel good. There probably is a group for people like me. <laughs> At first glance, Ruth is a sweet story with a fairy tale type ending, but it points to a much larger story, one of God's faithfulness and the faithfulness of Ruth and Boaz toward God and one another. The story takes place during the years and days of the judges. This was before a king ruled Israel. During this time, there was underlying hostility between the two peoples of the Judahites and the Moabites. The story begins when there is a famine in Bethlehem. The family of Elamech and Naomi, with their two sons, went down to live at the land of Moab to find food. Naomi's husband died. Naomi was left with two sons, Malan and Kilian, who married Moabite women. First, Naomi's husband dies, and then 10 years later, her sons die, leaving her with her daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth. The number 10 years was significant in the Bible because that was the time when many couples were expected within to conceive and give birth to their children. But these couples didn't have children. So these women were without husbands and had no children, which meant their plight was dire. Without men, they had no identity because at the time, women were a possession and recognized to whom they belong. Without children, they would have nobody to carry on the family lineage or name. 
They were also in a situation where they didn't have an income and would struggle with how to survive. Naomi told Ruth and Orpah that they should return to their mother's house because she had no sons to offer them and was beyond childbearing age. The daughter-in-laws would have more hope in their future if they could find a man to marry them. Naomi urged her daughter-in-laws to return to their mother's house, but Ruth protested and acted with great faith and an overwhelming kindness toward Naomi. Great kindness and compassion in Hebrew is called hesed. She pledged to Naomi that she would not leave her and that Naomi's God would now be hers. Ruth even went so far as to say she would remain with Naomi until death. This profession of faith toward God and Naomi was unheard of. In fact, a profession of this magnitude was almost akin to a pledge of marriage. Ruth was willing to stick with Naomi even if it meant she didn't have a good future. Ruth showed great courage and faith in the midst of dark times. But the story doesn't stop there. Naomi and Ruth returned to Bethlehem. Ruth continued in her faithfulness toward Naomi by going to the fields and picking up leftover grain so they would have food to eat. Ruth took a great risk in this because she was a foreigner and therefore was quite vulnerable. She could have been approached by men with ill intentions. It just so happened she found herself gleaning in the field of her father-in-law's close relative, Boaz. Boaz noticed Ruth and inquired about the foreman about her, saying, to whom does she belong? The foreman explained she was a Moabite and came with Naomi to Bethlehem. Boaz showed favor to Ruth and advised her to remain gleaning in his field so that she would be protected from other men. Ruth was surprised that he showed such kindness to her, and he replied she was impressed by what she did for Naomi by leaving her homeland and her father and mother. In fact, Boaz blessed her by saying, may the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Ruth was humble, and Boaz invited her to have a meal with her, with bread and vinegar. Boaz gave her all the grain she wanted, and she continued to gather among the sheaves. When Ruth and Naomi told her of all that happened, Naomi advised Ruth to stay in his fields for protection. She told Ruth that he was a kinsman redeemer. A kinsman redeemer was a relative who had the privilege or responsibility to protect needy members in the family. According to the Pentateuch, a brother was permitted to marry his brother's widow in order to take care of her. The kinsman redeemer would also buy back the person's property if they were in need. There was now a possibility of hope that lay ahead. Naomi's hope was awakened. She might have someone to carry on the family lineage again she desired to find a home and husband for Ruth, and she plots a way for this to happen. It was actually very daring and a bold plot, and it could have gone very wrong. Naomi knows that Boaz will be on the threshing floor winnowing grain that night. 
Naomi instructed Ruth to wash and perfume herself and put on her best clothes. Then she was to go down to the threshing floor and lay at Boaz's feet. Ruth did this, but Boaz woke up in the middle of the night, startled to find her at his feet. He asked who she was, and she replied that she was his servant Ruth. She asked Boaz to spread the corner of his garment over her since he was her kinsman redeemer and close relative. The covering of a garment alluded to a marriage proposal and for him to take care of her. This resembled and echoes the covering of the garment alluded to God spreading his garment over the people of Israel in the book of Ezekiel. God considered Israel his bride. God had unsurpassing love for them. God's hope was that Israel would remain in a faithful relationship with him. In the case of Ruth and Boaz, the garment was a symbol of a pending marriage if Boaz would concede. They both demonstrated faith toward one another and to God. The covering of the garment also echoed Boaz's blessing to Ruth when he said, may she be under the God of Israel's wings in whom she had refuge. Boaz had to check with another kinsman redeemer who was actually closer to the clan of Emelech prior to claiming and marrying Ruth. This discussion takes place in the gathering of elders. The other man is willing to buy Ruth's property. However, he's not willing to marry Ruth because if he does and they have a child together, the inheritance for the children could be having to be dispersed through more of the children. So in the end, Boaz gets to marry Ruth. And I say gets to because Ruth was a prize. She was humble and she had such great faith that was beyond known from before. So he does marry Ruth and we are grateful for that. Ruth was also a courageous woman of faith who went boldly with Naomi to Israel. She had no promise of a bright future, but she clung to Naomi anyway and became a part of his people. Boaz, in turn, took steps of faith and provided for Ruth and Naomi. The Lord allows Boaz and Ruth to conceive a son, and they name him Obed. It kept the family name of Elamech alive. Naomi is ecstatic and full of joy once again because she has a grandson to carry on the family lineage. Obed actually becomes the grandfather of King David. This story is a story of great faith, and we too, I think, are called to take steps of faith. Sometimes we don't even know what it will look like when we're taking those steps of faith toward God, but we can trust that God will be faithful to us. As we go about our week, I urge you to listen to ways you're being called to take steps of faith. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for your faithfulness toward us and for covering us with your wings. Help us to choose faithfulness towards you and to one another as we continue on our journey. Amen.